Today's episode is sponsored by More Labs. More Labs offers vegan and gluten-free supplements with proven ingredients to help you fight everyday stressors. Hangovers can be rough. Morning recovery is designed to reduce the negative effects after drinking and boost your body's natural response to post-alcohol recovery. Aqua Plus Probiotics and Aqua Plus Immunity are hydration mix options to help with gut health or immune health. Lacking energy? Check out Liquid Focus, a better-for-you energy drink that's designed to boost focus and provide clean, smooth energy. Sleep is the key to the best version of yourself, so try Dream Well, a holistic shot made to help you fall asleep quickly and give you a better night's rest. Can't decide? The Life Hack Pack is a variety pack containing their morning recovery, liquid focus, and dream well. Use the code GJWT to get 20% off when you check out at morelabs.com. That's GJWT at morelabs.com. Welcome to today's episode. We'll be talking about moving to a new city, being young, and handling your finances. And the episode starts in 3, 2, 1. Hello everyone, I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. everybody today's episode we are joined by two guests the co-founders of money make tricks sierra white and Andine dima welcome hey guys thank you thank you guys for having us no problem so i want to ask this first question how you guys even met and what each of your backgrounds are before you started the blog um cool um me and dean had met um we had interned together one summer oh cool and um i kind of annoyed her <laughs> he was sitting <laughs> we was like um some of his bus going to disneyland for like um our job whatever and i sit next to her and like what was annoying her ever since then we've been friends um but i'm from chicago but our intern well andy was living in la at the time too but we had both interned at this accounting firm for one summer in la but yeah that's how we met if andy you want to add anything to the story <laughs> and share about you yeah, I think the important thing about this is that this internship, too, it was for um, it was a pipeline internship for black and brown students who are underrepresented in the accounting industry to work at a big four firm. So, we, yeah, our relationship, I would say, was kind of always cemented and rooted in this idea of representation from the financial services industry, which, as you guys know, is still lacking. So it's kind of full circle that we met that way. And now we have this thing that we started that is also kind of representative of, um, of where we met. So it's kind of cool. That is cool. 
So as you mentioned, you guys are co-founders of the Money Matrix blog. How did that even come about? Whose idea was it? And like, when did you guys decide to pursue this? Um, we moved to New York like last year. And when I moved there, it was just like, you know, like when you get around different people in different environments, everyone like that I work with personally and that I knew at my job, like they had a different side business they're doing on top of their full-time job. And I was coming to Andine like literally guys every month, like, Andine, we need to do something. Like we need to rent out one of these bedrooms in our apartment. We need to start a business. And every idea she was like, no, like, no, 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 shut me down. And I was like, Andine, I really want to teach people about personal finance and just financial literacy. And she was like, yeah, you should do it. And I'm like, Andine, I don't know what to start, what I'm going to do. So I went to her room again, like I always do. Annoying her. I went to her room again. I was like, AD, if I start a blog or um, how can I teach people about personal finance? If we start this, can you like do the graphics for me? Because I'm, I'm not really good in graphic design or like making things look pretty. I'm really just about like <laughs> the boring stuff, like the numbers, like teaching people and how to like, get awareness for that. But like all the graphics, the branding, I don't know nothing about that. AD was like, that's what she wanted to do. So I was like, okay, cool. If I find something she wanted to do. She can do it with me. And then that's how we all started. Yeah, it was definitely um, Sierra's love child. And then <laughs> I, too, was looking for just, like, a creative outlet for me to do, especially since we are in New York and we just see all these people who are doing such cool things around us. So we wanted to do something with our spare time that was meaningful and um, that created impact. So that's really where it came from. Yeah, that's awesome that you have more of the data and analytical side, Sierra, and then, and Dean, you've got more of the creative side. Sounds like the perfect harmony for creating a blog, really. Yeah. So what all are the topics that are covered on Money Make Tricks? So the topics that are covered is like really any, everything, personal finance from like um, credit, like debt, taxes, how to cover your taxes and like different tax tricks that I learned through um, working and then like how to make money how to grow your money. And then we're introducing like investing into it too. So like any topic that you can cover, because like when we, when we were coming out of college, I don't know, like it's just, it was hard to like, okay, now to transition into the real world, how do I transition my finances into it? It's like no go-to place for that. We're trying to like create this platform to be like a one-stop shop. Like, Hey, this is what you can do or information that you need that you can look for to transition into your life after college and being an adult or just really after school in general. Yeah. I think in the future, we've talked about like doing adding more lifestyle. So like how to break down a budget in a week, um, how to like have fun, but still like save money. So when things like when the economy hopefully gets better and people are more open to spending money, I I think that's something we can explore more about like different lifestyle topics. That's really cool. So your blog covers like building a business, the wealth mentality and tax tricks. Which do you both find that are the most popular or most sought after topics that people either ask you about or that you see people read the most? So right now, our most popular blog post is um, about personalities. So it's like um, how people will handle their finances and like what they'll look for. 
And then after that is credit cards, <laughs> how to pay off credit cards. Yeah. So what would your tips be for, say, how to pay off a credit card? Say you have like student loans you have to pay off, but you have a job and you have like obviously rent to pay and all that. What are your best tips for paying off a credit card? Okay, so post quarantine, don't don't pay your student loans. They're on hold. They're not collecting interest. It's it's not a good thing. I would just say like go save your money for something else or try to invest it into something else. This now is a good time to do it. Why you don't collect no interest or anything at all, and it, it, the number stays the same. But um, after September is when they start back collecting um, interest rates and fees. So after that, I would just say set up a budget and um, include your student loans in your budget and try to pay like pay off the principal within the interest too. Whatever that is, just try to include it. If you can't do much, still apply for grants. They have grants to help people pay for student loans and they have um, giveaways and stuff on Instagram to help people pay for student loans. Different companies are also helping people pay for student loans. Like I know my company, they pay like $100 a month. Oh, wow. Towards my student loans. So try to look for companies that can do it and see what they can offer. If you don't want to include that into your budget, if you don't have the means to include that into your budget. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of good options that are out there and a lot of them that I hadn't heard of. So I'm, I'm taking mental notes. So we all know that finances are important, but why do you think that millennials should be more focused on their finances? And that can be for either one of you. Hey, do you want to take it? I, I can start. I mean, I think especially millennials right now, we are some of the biggest consumers, the biggest spenders um, in the world. And especially now, there's just so many products, so many businesses, there's so many options and places to spend your money. But we're also one of the most brokest like generations. Like the student loan debt is crazy high um, that previous generations didn't have to experience. And so us managing our money is just that much more important. Plus, I think we've seen just over the last few months, over the last few years, the impacts that like money can have on everything we do, whether that's politically or socially or even environmentally, like where you spend your dollars has a direct impact on the quality of life that you have, the quality of life of your community. So in terms of how money should spend their money, it's not just like saving money and like investing in stocks, but it's also like, where are you putting your money? What companies are you putting it towards? How are you investing in your future? How are you investing in your communities? And so these are things that I think the blog um, is trying to address and hopefully teach millennials about and, um, you know, hopefully have a lasting impact on the generations that come after us. Um, so you talk about wealth mentality on the blog. How can we get that mindset and what even is wealth mentality, your definition of that? Cool. So a wealth mentality is, I would say, like related to money, right? Because wealth can be so many things, right? Um, to whatever different persons, what they include in themselves. For us, wealth mentality is just is just generally um, just thinking about your finances in general, like setting goals, um, trying to achieve your goals, dreaming big, right? Like don't just think about the small things. Also think about like where you want to be like five years from now. How do you want to set yourself up to be that and starting, <laughs> starting, just starting working out on those goals. And I feel like wealth can be like different things, right? It can be, you know, having your savings at $10,000 a year or having investing money, right? Or starting a business. It can be anything you want it to be that's financially related, but just starting it. And having that mindset to like, I can do this. This is for me. And that's it. 
And we just want to provide you with all the best information it is to get that going. I think as wealth as being more long-term, whereas like being rich, I think is more short-term and it's more about materialism, whereas wealth is, I mean, wealth is hell or no, health is wealth. But they, I think they're intertwined. I think that you um, get a lot further in life when you're wealthy and you have something to build on and to save for your um, generations that come after you. I love that. I love that you guys pointed out that not only making goals for the short term, but the long term is important. I feel like it's so easy to get sucked into the daily struggles and only be focusing on day to day or week to week. But thinking out that five year, 10 year plan, that, that's really when you're going to start building up that wealthy mentality. Definitely. So what are your some of your go to tips or tricks when it comes to saving money? That's a good one. Um, I can start. So I, every time I get paid, I open a Marcus account, which is a long term, what's, uh, what is it called? A high yield savings account. I learned this actually from Sierra because she writes most of her blog posts, but I opened that and they have a feature where you can automatically send a percentage of your check or a certain dollar amount um, straight from your, your check or your deposit into the savings account. And so I don't even have to look at that money but it saves for me. And then because it's building on interest, like I'm making money every month. So I think any kind of program or app where you can like save money that you don't have to see, so you're not tempted to spend it. That's always a good thing. And I think that's really helpful, especially for people like me who um, are online a lot and get tempted by like the Facebook and Instagram ads. You're preaching to me right now. I mean, I, yeah. I have it to where I have like a weekly payment that goes out of my checking to my savings account, but that's not pulling directly from my paycheck. There's a definitely a time period in which I can sneak in an online shopping before it pulls and that's not good. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You need to treat yourself sometimes too. I think it's important to treat your savings like a bill, right? So it can be like consistent. You can do it over time. Yeah, self-discipline is, is the other good. So in your opinion, what are people making financially? What are their biggest mistakes that could be easily fixed? I think the biggest mistake that I see when I talk to people is those transaction fees. Like you, they think it's okay to pay that three dollars just to get their money quick. It's a transaction fees and it's a fees, an ATM yeah, fees. Those will add up. They don't want to wait <laughs> to go to their bank. Those fees are that's just giving away free money. Like you're giving people money away, and that's even to like the money that you need to take out. So that's the biggest thing I I hear about and see. I think on that note, so like transaction fees, yes, but then also just like day to day things. Like we've all heard that like if you stop buying that $5 cup of coffee every week, like you could save literally hundreds of dollars in a year. And people don't realize that because they do it like once a week and the number seems so small, but it adds up. Like if you cut off, like for me with this um, quarantine, I've like had to stop or I've stopped the need of eating out for lunch. I used to be really bad about not making my own food and like buying lunches during work. But now that I've like been home, I've saved literally hundreds of dollars in these last three months alone just by like not eating out so i think just um being cognizant of where your money goes so keeping a budget and like tracking even those little expenses so you can like actually see like oh i actually did spend fifty dollars on like fast food this week alone like that's a problem and i should probably address that i think that's another mistake that people um make they just don't take into account like the little things that all add up those are good tips. I mean, I have an issue of shopping online. It's so bad. Mm -hmm. I try to justify it with, I told one of you, I think um, I use acorns and it rounds up to the nearest dollar and it takes it 
away and puts in a little savings. And I'm like, oh, well, it rounds up to nearest dollar and I'm saving money if I spend money. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely do that myself. Now, if we wanted to invest our money, where do you think we should start as beginners? I think as beginners, um, invest in brands that you know, that you like, that you're always shopping at. That's the most important thing because you're already a customer there, right? So why not try to be an owner? Mm-hmm. And then see if that um, that brand, that company has a dividend too, so you can not only get paid back as they do it. But I think that's my biggest tip is to invest in a company that you already know, a brand that you already love and appreciate and already shop at. That's a good way to get started. Yeah, that and I think start small. Okay. If you're new, yeah, don't don't put too much money at once. Mm-hmm. Just kind of start small and test the waters. Great. So what are both of your favorite parts of the Money Make Tricks blog? Like what's what's the favorite thing that both of you like to do for it? Mine was, I haven't done one in a while, but we did these Money Maker interview series where we would like interview female entrepreneurs from like all kinds of different industries. And we just hear about like kind of like what you guys are doing with this podcast, but why they started it, what their goals are for the for their businesses and um, et cetera. And so just being able to connect with all these like really smart women who are doing really cool things. That's always interesting. And just the process of, because in addition to like doing the creative assets, I was also running like our social media. So I had like these little engagement groups going and I got to like meet all mm-hmm. these different women who are all entrepreneurs, girl bosses, whatever you want to call them. So just that like, um, the connections that you make and you meet when you do something like this a podcast or a blog or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just meeting people. I love that. And I do have to say that the aesthetic on the Instagram page is so cool and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so I want to go back to you guys moving to New York. How did you guys do that? Like, what do you recommend people Um, When they first move, like how much to save, what expenses should they consider, all that stuff, because I'm actually planning to move to L.A. later this year. And I just want all your tips and tricks on like how to make that transition. That'd be a great blog post. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing we did was figure out. So we both had job offers before we moved to New York. I think that's a huge thing. If you have, unless you have like family or people that you know you can stay with rent free, it's super important to know how you're going to be paying to afford to live anywhere. So we had um, salaries and we calculated how much we would spend based on our salaries. I know for me, I personally use that like that 30% rule that your salary, that your rent should be 30% of your um, your monthly income. So that's how I calculated what I could afford for rent. And I don't know if Sarah did something different or similar, but we basically met somewhere between where we could both afford rent. And so then we use Street Easy is the main source of like finding apartments in New York. I think LA has um totally I can tell you later what it's called, but they have like another app thing where like it's all the different houses that and apartments that you can find. But so we use Street Easy and then we both for a while thought we were gonna have a third roommate because New York is expensive, so we weren't sure right. if it was going to be just us affording to live there or not. But we ended up choosing Brooklyn because Brooklyn tends to be a little cheaper than Manhattan, and we were lucky that we found a place that was within our budget in Brooklyn, close enough to the city, 
had all the things that we needed. So we, I think we got a really lucky break with our apartment and the amenities that it offers because it really was a good deal. Yeah, I would just say just budgeting based on your current salary. Very good tips. I realized that we skipped over you. What is your favorite part of the blog and and what you Im- add input to for the blog? My favorite part is actually like um, writing, like just thinking about things like to write about. And I, I always, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't never run out of ideas <laughs> or things to do. But my favorite part is definitely working on the website and um, writing. Awesome. And what are your tips for someone, like I said before, to move to a new city? Like how much do you think a person should save and what should they like keep in their mind, like expense wise? So savings, I would say... I say at least five to ten thousand, just because you want to be comfortable, right? You want to get that first month's rent, and if you have security deposit, and then the airplane tickets, <laughs> to get there because you have a lot of baggage to move, food for the first week and a half, or, or until you start working. <laughs> if you need stuff done, I know, like for us, we needed our ACs put in. <laughs> So some apartments may have that, but I know it's coming from New York. Like you need your own AC, but just to pay for like a little small inconvenience fees and then going out because you need to meet new people there. <laughs> you need to schedule money for going out. <laughs> but I think that's what, yeah. Having like first month's rent and a security deposit, I forgot to mention that you need to have that saved in order to sign a lease virtually anywhere in New York, probably in a lot of other states too. Um, so just know that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually a pretty steep amount too. Yeah. And then check if if they require you to pay a broker's fees. Okay. Mm. That's good to know. So then how do you both balance working on publishing the content for the blog with your personal lives and or your additional professional lives, really? How do do you balance it out? What do you do to to keep sane? What do you do to decompress? Like when we were just starting like the Money Makers interview program and then we were just trying to like ramp up and do as much as we could, um, which took a toll. So I think taking like little vacations, like there are some times where I was like, I need a week. I just need a week to like not do anything and not touch it. And so then I took that week off. Some other things that I know Sierra's done is like automating. So like we used to post um, like on Pinterest and Instagram, but Sierra like found something where like you post on Instagram and it automatically goes to Pinterest. So just finding those little ways to like automate and like make technology work for you, I think is helpful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, we're looking into sources like that, too, because publishing across multiple platforms, it is a pain to to keep track of. And I mean, someone smart out there technologically has to have something made. So we might as well use what's already created. So what apps do you recommend for people to get a hold of their finances? I know you mentioned what was it? I f- forget what you mentioned to me in our Instagram little conversation when I was asking about um, investing, but you recommended a couple things to do. So it's M1 Finance. Okay, yeah. It's that. an investing app. Now, with them, it's a great company. They do, um, it's like a, it's a brokerage. So like, um, if you want to buy stocks and stuff, you can go through them, but they do amazing things or they do, um, like, say if you don't have the money to invest for the full price of a stock, like Amazon right now is like $2,000, right? Who, nobody, <laughs> Nobody want to invest two thousand dollars at Amazon. You can invest however much you want to invest, and that company will match the other half. And then, like over time, if you want to invest, if you want more of the share, if you want more of the um, stock to own, you can just increase more, and they can get you know you can weigh them out over time. But that's a good way to get started if you don't have a lot of money to invest, or you don't you know too much about investing, but you want to get started. 
that's a good way. Also, personal capital and mint to like create your own budget. If you don't have to create a budget, if you don't want to, they do it for you and they track your spending. They um, let you know how much you ever you spend on like a will. But the thing with personal capital is they track your net worth as well. So if you add like all your debts, your bank accounts, your even your student loans, it'll tell you that and it can help you focus on, on a like plan to pay, pay it down because you can see everything like in a big picture. Awesome. That's cool. That's going to be really helpful, mm. actually, for not only me, but our listeners as well. I think that if you can have someone do the work for you, it doesn't seem as daunting. And you, and half the times it's aesthetically pleasing with all the app designs and stuff. But yeah, I really like the idea of using an app to like help with budgeting. Definitely. So ladies, what are your favorite hobbies or things to do outside of your work and professional career? Um, I started reading more. I really like self-improvement books. Um, so I have a couple I've been reading. I like You Are a Badass. I know that's a popular one. <laughs> and I, she has a sequel too. That's actually You Are a Badass at Making Money. Um, so I've been rereading those. I also want to do more creatively. So I've been trying to learn Photoshop and how to draw an illustrator just for like my own personal game. But I think it could just be, it could be something I could turn to professionally, but just finding ways to increase my skills and do things that I like at home. So yeah. Absolutely love that. I feel like we yeah. we can all continue to learn. We're not all fully yeah. knowledgeable on all topics. So, so my favorite hobbies, um, <laughs> they're, they're gone. No, I'm like traveling, I'm trying new restaurants. <laughs> but right now it's just walking around my mom's house, <laughs> getting fresh air. Yeah, same. I love traveling too. And like when the no, no sign for traveling was up, I was like, why? Yeah, it's just, it's just give you like a different perspective on life when you like get to experience new things and go to new places. Yeah, but this pause, I think, was really good. What's actually your occupations outside of the blog? Cool. So I'm an accountant, (laughs) tax accountant. I'm a merchandise planner. So we basically plan how much merchandise is sent to our stores. That's cool. So Mm -hmm. how do you have time between Money Make Tricks blog and your job and just having time to yourself? Like, what's your self-care routine, both of you? So for me, I'm fortunate that my job really values work-life balance. So for us, our hours are 8 to 8.30 to 5.30, like hard stops. Like we don't do weekends. We don't do late nights. Like even if there's a project, like hard stop 5.30. So I'm fortunate that like I I know that I'm going to have that time to myself in the evening. But I've been getting better at like waking up early and like making my bed and like trying to set my intentions for the day. Like even just thinking positively, like this is going to be a good day. Like this report I have to run, it's not going to crash. Like it's going to be great. So that's been helping me eating breakfast, something I never used to do when I was like commuting to work because I would just like wake up, scramble to put my clothes on, get on the train and like hope I'm not like too late. Like now I'm like at home, I can like make breakfast, like sit down and eat it and like, you know, be content and be satisfied. So I think just pausing more, like that's the one good thing about this this epidemic is just the massive pause it put on life, at least for me. I really needed that to be able to just take stock of, my mental health and my emotional well-being and just like knowing how to take care of myself. Like I've learned what works for me in a day. I've learned what doesn't work for me and I'm still learning all these things. But um, I think just taking the time to like stop and just reflect on my day. That's the biggest 
self-care tip that I've learned and that I've developed for myself. Cool. So it's my self, I don't really have a self-care routine. I try to take like a couple hours or like every other day, like an hour or two, like probably like do like skincare or like go without my phone. But I'm trying to balance that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to balance. Mm. But yeah, I try to like take an hour or two and block it off. But other than that, no. You have to start somewhere. So that's good that you start with something like skincare. <laughs> we love skincare here. So that's a good thing to start with. Um, I want to ask also, how did you guys or do you guys balance with COVID work? And do you still do the blog? Or have you taken a break from the blog during COVID? Yeah, we definitely took a break. I think the first week when COVID came, we didn't post anything. We just <laughs> had to just settle, settle and take it all in because it was crazy from going to work and living your daily life to everything being like everything on social media, everything's like pushing COVID and like pushing all the information out. I think Izzy did a great job with just like trying to um, find all the information and give it to people. But other than that, we didn't work, I think, for the first week and a half of COVID. But that was the only break I took. <laughs> Yeah, those first few weeks, I think, were really emotional just for the country. Because like Sierra said, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know how long it was going to last. People were, like, losing their jobs or in the midst of losing their businesses. We wanted to be really mindful about that. You know, it's it's easy to tell people, like, oh, you should do better with your money. But sometimes in certain situations, you can't help what happens to your finances. Right. So we've just been trying to be sensitive to that fact and be encouraging now I think things are looking up economically, at least they seem that way. And we hope it continues and, you know, we can write more content about like how to save money and how to just come out of this on the other side, just a lot happier and healthier Absolutely. and better off. That's good. Now, do you have any advice for people who say lost their job, but they're getting unemployment? What would you say, like where should their expenses go like obviously food and rent and all that but like if you have a little bit extra what would you do with that money I would say with the extra money I know like how you savings account is not making that much but you might need this money you know I'm saying later on or try to build up an emergency savings fund just in case if you're you know God forbid anything happens to people unemployment like they stop coming but try to put it in there at least your money is earning something other than nothing, just having your savings account, I would say that's the first thing. And if you do have your emergency savings built up and you do have extra money to invest, go find any asset or any investment that you can like research and know that you can get like a percentage of your money on, like any dividend paying stocks or um, any like crowdfunding or any lending that you can do to other people so they can pay you back interest. Like I was just trying to say, like try to find the safest thing now. Because you need cash on hand <laughs> due to uncircumcised. We don't know how long this is going to last or how long we're going to be doing this. So right. cash is important too. <laughs> yeah. And then I think the other thing too, like we had a we had a post about this, like jobs that you can do during lockdown. So there's a lot of like food service shops that are hiring um, drivers and a lot of odd jobs on Craigslist. So there's always something, in it, you know, obviously maybe it's not long term substantial, but just some things that you have money in your account and food on your plate um, and then just staying positive and staying hopeful again this is like a really emotional time so we want to be sensitive to that um, so we really want to create an encouraging and positive environment for people so that they don't lose total hope and you know just they get better they feel better 
Awesome. So was there any other topics, tips, tricks, I don't know, concerns or whatever that we haven't touched on that you want to discuss on here? You know, we didn't talk about it in this interview, but something that I've talked about like with some of my other friends is just transparency around money. I think for a long time, and even to this day, some people are so weird about talking about money. Like they don't want to talk about their personal finances, listening to your business, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, we only all win the more transparent we are with like our finances. The only people who lose are like the major corporations who, for the most part, are hoarding all the money, um, which is why they don't want us to talk. So whether that's like discussing your salaries with people who are close to you, not the whole world, but like you can discuss it with people, especially like women and people of color who are historically underpaid and in various industries. So that's what you're getting, um, what your salary, what your rates are. You can discuss like money tips so that you can like help your family members or your friends, communities come up. And I think just being transparent, as transparent and honest as you can in a helpful way um, is what I really want people to take away from this is that, you know, personal freedom is every, I think all of our freedoms are tied to economic and financial freedom. That's the root of everything. Money doesn't make you happy, but it can give you the means to be happy. It can provide you healthcare when you're sick or when a loved one is dying. It can, you know, allow you to take trips to cool places so you can clear your head. Just, I, I, I don't like the narrative that money is the root of all evil, which is what I think a lot of us grew up hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really would want to change the narrative and to focus it on, you know, what money can do, not just for you, but for your community and the people around you. Oh, I love that. What should a listener take away from this interview? Like, what's one thing, like, really important you think someone should really consider? I would say, like, I know we're young. And, like, you guys, it's really important to think about your financial future and setting goals and focus on what you want. And, you know, just taking action and just starting. Like, if you wanted to start an Instagram or you wanted to start becoming financial aware Follow people that's giving out information, free information on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Guys, it's really important. Um, these next couple of years are going to fly by. So I think it's important to think about long term and also like setting goals and trying to achieve them. Yeah. I know we're busy with our day to day stuff, but it's okay to dream a little farther and, um, you know, dream big and never stop. <laughs> I think that's truly important too. Wow, that's really amazing. And I love how you guys are really inspiring, not only with money, but with all aspects of life as well for the millennials. Thank you. Yeah, you guys too. I think this what you your podcast is really cool. Thank you. Well, is there any way our listeners can contact you? Like what's your website, Instagram and maybe your email if people have questions? Yeah, so our Instagram is money make tricks. So I don't want to spell it out, but it's money make tricks. Um, and then the email is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at moneymatrix.com. And then the website is moneymatrix.com. Um, so you can, you can reach out there. And actually, we just launched a consulting services. Sierra can speak to that a little bit more. So if you do have questions... You have a direct source, a direct line to get them answered. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I think you guys gave a lot, a lot, a lot of valuable information surrounding money. I mean, I'm really bad with money, so I'm trying to get better at it. So I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Oh, thank you guys for having us.
And it's okay. As long as you get started, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a a lifelong learning process. So you'll get there. We'll all get there. I'm learning too. Absolutely. We'll keep our eyes peeled for all those new blog posts coming. That was amazing. They gave lots of good advice. I think I can really learn from them. And I'm definitely going to keep a lookout for their new blog posts when they come out. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that they offer that one-on-one service. And the fact that mm-hmm. it's it's two girls that are roommates together and created this blog in this small business. I think that is so cool. Yes. It's a very good um, business story. And I think it will inspire others not only to get on top of their finances, but, you know, dream bigger. You said it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.